Good evening, everyone. This is Tanika Drake, and you are listening to the Late Night Talk Late Night series on God's gift through his word, of course. So we are still on the subject and topic of domestic violence. And before we get into what we're going to talk about tonight, which we're going to talk about the definitions of the types of abuses and why it's so hard to leave, um, there is a caller that would like to share a little bit of their story. So we're going to listen to that now. And then that's really going to segue into physical abuse. And then we will talk about some of the other abuses. So I will be right back. Hello, Tanika. Yes, I did. I truly enjoyed your piece on domestic violence. I can actually um, shed some light on that because I have experienced it myself. And to answer your question, I was at my dad, so I couldn't chime in or call him, but I can now. So um, how I got out of it was when he, when my the guy that was abusing me tried to slice my throat in front of my children that was the last straw for me so it allowed me to um choose them over him because in my mind I was in love with him and my heart wanted to stay but my mind was telling me to go but when he did that it was very easy to walk away thank you for all the great content, I'll keep listening. Okay, so I am back and I want to thank Tamika for being um, so open and transparent with what she has gone through. So on today, I still offer that out to anyone who has been in domestic violence or if you are currently in a domestically violent situation and you need a place to vent until you make that decision to leave please do call in if you are able always do it from a safe place and with that being said anyone that needs help in domestic violence please call the national domestic violence hotline it is 1-800-799-SAFE and the numeric Numbers to safe is 7233. I will put that in the link in case someone needs that information again. So as Tamika was sharing, she was sharing about the physical abuse, which that can involve what she was discussing um, in her story, or the hitting, slapping, punching, kicking, pulling hair, burning, forcing, I'm a victim or a survivor, you know, victim into a situation which she was put in uh, or forced removal from the home. There are so many different ways um, that physical violence does happen. That is one of the most uh, prevalent ways that people know about because it's the one of the ways that's obviously the easiest to spot. It's not always... Um, easy to talk to someone and ask them how they're doing if you see someone coming in with shades and 
their eyes or their face is swollen and you know something's going on but you can't say anything so um, just know that if you ever come into a spot like that with a person just lend an ear sometimes you can't get yourself involved because if that person really doesn't want to leave that situation um, they're not going to leave as much as you tell them you need to get your stuff, you need to pack up, you need to leave. That guy, that woman, that person is not good for you. That doesn't necessarily mean that they will leave. They will hear you, um, but that doesn't mean they're going to leave until they are truly ready and make up their own mind. You can tell them all day long till you're blue in the face. Um, a person that's in a situation like that will never leave until they are good and ready. So... Last time we discussed, well, I just introduced the types of abuse which we just discussed physical. So we're going to look at verbal, emotional, which is also part of psychological abuse, sexual abuse, verbal abuse, and of course there's always uh, financial and digital abuse. Um, the digital abuse is obviously with computers and monitoring cell phones and things of that nature. Um, for me, I know with the digital I didn't realize that at the time when I was um, dealing with the church that, you know, if you have um, devices such as your phone, your tablet, your computer, sometimes when you sync them all together, everything can be shown on, on either device. So one of my devices, I had two cell phones and apparently um, I was told by one of the church um, members there that the talk or what I was discussing with the gentleman in email about um, housing and all that, it was being mirrored, which means anything I was writing, he could see. Anything that the person was writing to me, he could see. So it was mirroring, which was kind of a scary thing because that person is watching your every sentence, your every word, and then he interjected because he was right there. He could just get into that conversation and started asking that person, is he coming after his per his wife and all that extra stuff. And it's, it's just, it's a very uncomfortable situation. So for digital abuse, they really don't talk about that that often, but it is a form of abuse as well, another form of control. So we'll look at abuse, emotional abuse, psychological abuse, and those two go hand in hand. They can possibly go with mental abuse as well because all of this just play on the emotions and, you know, your psychological ability to try to understand what is happening with you. And the person who is actually inflicting all of this emotional and psychological abuse, it's a pattern of behavior that they have learned. So they've learned it so well that they've mastered it, that whatever they've been doing to manipulate and control you is what they use with all of these different ways to control and change and manipulate and keep their self telling another person what to do, how to be, all of that, that is not healthy in any relationship that is never healthy. So if you're isolated from your friends and family members or the community, know that that's one of those signs that you need to be aware of. If the person starts, um, you know, playing games and, you know, lying to you, breaking your trust, that's psychological, emotional abuse, being unfaithful, of course, jealous, um, also minimizing or denying abuse like it didn't happen. Um, the person I was with was extremely um, great at that, which they also call um, when it's denied 
um, the term is gaslighting. Um, so gaslighting is referring to making you look like you're crazy. So if if you knocked over glass, that didn't happen. What are you talking about? I didn't see that. You didn't knock over glass. So if you were hit, you didn't get hit. What are you talking about? Hit? Who hit you? No, you must be acting and acting crazy. You're losing your mind. So it didn't happen. Nope, it didn't happen. What is domestic violence? What are you talking about? So while it go, goes round and round and round, it's just a psychological manipulation mind game to keep that per other person um, in wonderment and kind of just out there like, what, is he, what are you talking about? Like, you're here, but the person knows what they're doing. That's just another tool of manipulation. So while we're talking about the emotional and psychological abuse, that's one of the barriers and one of the ways and one of the reasons why women and men cannot leave these toxic relationships. And, you know, I used to be that woman on the other side of the fence before I was involved in a toxic situation. I would be the one saying, you know what, you should just pack up your stuff and go. I don't understand why you're staying. Why are you doing this to yourself you deserve better and on and on I would go until domestic violence hit my doorstep and then from that point on it kept me silent I never spoke about it for seven years I went through that by myself just dealing with it just thinking that one day um, he'll change one day he will be different one day this will not you know this will change it will all stop it will all go away, all the hitting, all the shoving, all the slapping, biting, all that, it would it would end. All the explosive tempers and rage, it would just end, but it didn't end. And sometimes it went from bad to worse. And because something could just make that person snap, it was almost like being in a war zone and tiptoeing on eggshells half the time and then not knowing what to do the next. It was it was a very, very chaotic situation. If you go to your own home, you don't know who you're walking home to. You don't know if you're walking into the door to someone who's happy to see you or you're walking into someone who wants to like literally remove your head from your body. It was just the most unsettling feeling. And then to walk out into the community, you had to act like you're all put together. And that's that is where they shine. They're charmers. They walk out in public like everything's fine. This is my lovely family. <laughs> but never know behind closed doors. It's a monster behind those doors. So then we've already discussed the emotional and psychological abuse. And um, there's probably more to that I could discuss, but we'll leave that alone. And then we are going to discuss about sexual abuse. And this one, this one in particular... <clears throat> is is very hard to deal with because domestic violence goes hand in hand sometimes with um, rape and nobody ever thinks that your significant other especially if you're married that you could be raped by your husband but let me cut down the myth <laughs> you can be raped by your husband you can be raped by a significant you can be um, and especially when um, I recall the last time that that had happened and he said to me, you're my wife, so uh, you have to do what I say. So you're going to give it to me regardless. And it's just like, no, I don't want to do that. So, you know, someone being stronger than you and all that you kind of that's it. So that just makes your heart 
you know, get heart palpitations, nervous. You just don't want to be involved in a situation like that because it's no good. And in that department, it was never a good feeling because it was supposed to be something loving and turned into something that was just a straight nightmare. And if it's not, you know, just taking it by force, then it's being choked and your hair pulled at the same time. But that's supposed to be, you know, that's supposed to be something that makes him excited. It's just no way. So if you are involved in something like that, please know that's that is not love. That is abuse. And that is a power and control tool. Um, rape is one of those power and control things that a man will do to a female to get her under subjection to him. So if you are experiencing that, I'm telling you it's not love. So um, I hope that you will get out if you are in that type of situation. And I think the last one that we're going to discuss is uh, verbal abuse. And that happens to deal with yelling, screaming, name calling, degrading you, all kinds of bees and expletives and just talking about you and also threatening you and maybe even threatening um, different kind of associations or agencies on you and also threatening your family and the silent treatment, which I think I would get the silent treatment often and it would drive me bonkers. (laughs) I don't know what it was, but that was, excuse me, that was a tool that was always utilized against me. And you guys know I'm a talker, so communication is a thing I love. So as you should shut that down, now what? Can't talk to you because we're on silent mode. <laughs> it didn't matter. I say hi, nothing, just ignored, just like I was nothing, nothing there. So if you are in something like that, please know that that's not the way a man should treat a woman. That's not the way a woman should treat a man and vice versa. And relationships like that are never healthy they will never be healthy and until the person really knows that they have an issue and a problem and they really want to seek help for real it it won't change and if it's ordered by the court for like anger management unless they take that into all of account that may or may not work or they may just want to get through the classes so just know if they say they're taking anger management classes that may not always be enough and most of the time it's not they need really an aggressive program like a batterers program um so i didn't give you guys the definition of domestic violence so i will do that right now and is a pattern of learned abusive behaviors a person uses to intimidate and gain power and control over another person the abuse can be between intimate partners whether that's a spouse boyfriend girlfriend living partners former living partners parents and children so that is the definition of domestic violence. So it has been one of those those topics and subjects that I was trying to not put on the podcast. But you know what? It is why I do what I do in the mornings. <laughs> and to understand my praise, you have to understand my trial and to understand my mess that I have that message you have to understand how I became a victor because without knowing my history you can't know why I have my victory now so in the mornings when I do my praise and worship and I really do love the Lord there is so much that I could have really suffered from through 
that domestic violence that could have really like shaken me up and maybe I would have never even come back from that. But I'm so glad that, you know, God is always on the throne and I can't separate God from anything I do. It doesn't matter if I'm listening to secular music or Christian music. I can't separate him from me. So while we want to separate different parts of us and compartmentalize things, you can't do that. You are who you are. All the different components of you make you who you are. So now we're going to move into barriers um, and why it's so hard to leave. But before that, we're just going to hear a couple of songs and uh, I'll be back. So we are back. So now we're going to just talk about why is it so hard to leave a toxic, abusive relationship? Why is it so hard? And there are many different reasons that people do not leave. And then they have to sacrifice when they do decide to leave. So one of the barriers to leaving is financial support. If the husband is the breadwinner, of course, then the wife is not working. Um, She may stay because of that. And if she has children, then how is she going to support her kids without financial support? So that is a hindrance on her leaving to get out and take care of herself and get away from the abuser or aggressor and start a life of her own that's kind of scary if you don't have the financial capacity to take care of yourself and your children or just you and another another barrier is children need two parents more of like a myth that children need two parents as much as it's true they don't need two toxic individuals in a very toxic and abusive relationship being together because at the end of the day that does nothing to to anyone except for harm the child and that then becomes a form of child abuse because now you are in a domestically violent situation with abuse giving the child to be able to witness that they are now experiencing child abuse and now they are going to have to process what is mommy and daddy doing what is going on and when children are young even in their teenage years they're trying to process what why are they fighting and why are they what is going on why are they fighting so hard um and it gets pretty bad and i recall my children watching and just frozen and i knew i wanted to get them out of that situation i just didn't know how and at the time i wasn't I wasn't financially sound. I didn't have my finances where I could actually be able to take care of them 100% without need of any money from him. Um, So when that time did become available, I did the best thing I could have ever done for myself. And I took my children and myself and I left. (laughs) Sorry about that. My voice always getting choked up. So um, another 
a couple other barriers I'm going to go through. I think I'll just name them off and see if I'll go back and um, talk about them. So religious and family pressure, uh, the fear of being alone, lonely, your uh, commitment and optimism, having pity, um, learned helplessness, denial, love, guilt, embarrassment or shame, fear of retribution and fear of abusers suicide. So we'll take these back. So the fear of the abuser's suicide. If the person says, I'm going to kill myself if you don't, you know, stay with me, blah, blah, blah. And my significant has said that to me as well. I will kill myself if you don't stay. I'm like, oh, you don't want that on your head. So you're like, no, I don't want you to do that. I, I want you to be alive, be, <laughs> be alive. So uh, that is a, another tool. Of course, they're not possibly going to do it but if they did you really wouldn't want that on your head you know so you have to start thinking and there goes again the psychological abuse like would that person really take themselves out and would I would it be my fault you know the whole mental game it, it, it's it's pretty it's pretty involved so uh, fear of retribution um, the abuser threatens to find a victim and give that person a scare if they ever try to leave so if you move to another place in a different state or you you know you move out of state anyway person threatens to come find you and like really make it very bad for you like you're always watching your back to see if they're around the corner and that's just a another really harsh unsettling feeling and nobody wants to live like that you're walking down the street just looking on you know, looking behind you, looking beside you, just getting startled when you see someone that might represent that person. Like, oh, okay, no, you're not that guy. You know, it's just, it's pretty scary. Um, even my um, my daughter, I remember she had got startled because she thought she saw someone that represented, you know, her dad. And um, it scared her. So, um, and we were not even in the same area. We had already moved, but it still was there like haunting her memory that who is that outside the window who is that you know it looks so much like i don't know and then we have the embarrassment and shame you just don't want to tell anybody because of course domestic violence has a lot of shame with it and it can just be hard to deal with so there's guilt, of course, that maybe that person that is the one that is being victimized feels somehow guilty and responsible for how the abuser or aggressor has been treating them. And then, of course, you love that person. You love that person even though they are being abusive to you, which is one of those um, feelings where you love them and you know that they're hurting you. So you have to hold both of those feelings and they're mixed feelings. Like you want to love that person, but then you really hate how they treat you because they don't treat you good. They treat you like the scum of the earth, but you still have love from them. It's confusing. So once again, that goes into your, your mental psyche and you're trying to figure out what is going on. Why? I, I love you, but you're bad for me, you know? So there, there's denial that it's not really that bad. So when you look at it, you try to like analyze it, rationalize it, make it logical to you that, okay, the situation that I'm in, it could be worse. I mean, he doesn't do it every day. You know, he might do it once every two months. So that's pretty good. 
you know, but it's not good at all. It doesn't matter if it's once a day. It doesn't matter if it's once every seven months, uh, one time, uh, at all is bad. One time at all is bad. It should never, ever, ever happen. Another person's hand leaving their body to strike you or vice versa should never, ever happen. That's just a no-go. And then learned helplessness that we just um, stated, that the victim will live with unending stress and fear just and believe that changing the situation is not possible. So having the mentality that they're stuck, having the mentality that they can't get free, that they're a hostage, that the only choice they have is to stay and that they just give up the energy to try and figure out any kind of way to leave this situation because they have just fallen into that pattern of, I'm just helpless to fight. I, I can't leave. How, how can I leave? You know? So that is, that's, that is a hard, hard place to be as well. Because if you feel like that, that's really playing hard on that emotion, the psychological abuse and that mental. And until that is really shaken up and we kind of wake ourselves up, if you will, it will never allow you, your mind will never allow you to leave because it doesn't start in the physical. It starts with your mind. And if your mindset doesn't figure out a way or if your mindset is not focused on getting out of that situation, it will never happen. It takes a conscious effort and it takes a lot of courage and bravery to say, you know what? I am done and I am leaving. No matter where I'm going, I don't know. No matter the unknowns and uncertainty, I cannot stay in this. And then the pity, like feeling bad for that person, like they won't have anybody anymore and they need you, even though they're so rotten to you. And of course, commitment and optimism that you really think that staying with that person longer will change them. They'll just become a better person if you just wait a couple more years, wait a couple more years, maybe three more years, four, five, six, seven, and the years and years go by and no change, just the same old pattern of behavior. And then the fear of being alone. Nobody wants to be lonely. Everyone wants to have a companion, but a companion that hurts you that harms you, it's never good for you. It's always better to be alone where there's no way putting their hands on you than to be with someone who puts their hands on you and doesn't really care if you're hurt or not. And the last one is religious. That maybe um, in your faith, I would hope that a whole bunch of Christians are doing this, but I can't say for sure. But if you are a Christian, and I'm going to speak to those who are faith-based, because this is where we get tied up. If you marry, and you marry under the covenant of God, God didn't say, till death do you be beaten, and then you're killed, till death do you part. Never said that in the Bible. So as much as we want to use the Bible for the wrong purposes, it is never, ever in context to be abusive to your wife or your husband and never give license to harm another that's contrary to the word of God because God is love and if God is love and loving then the person that you are marrying should be loving to you as well so 
Um, also, the last one is family pressure. Like the family might tell you, well, he's not doing so bad as long as he's taking care of you financially and you guys are like at real big, big, big odds. You should be okay. <laughs> no, that's not okay. It's not okay. You know, it's never okay. So that's going to do it for me for tonight. So I really hope that this was a very good segment for you all. I really also am going to put out there again, if you would like to share more of your story or you would like to comment on anything that has been discussed on this or the other segments prior, please do so. I do welcome it. I look forward to it and we will definitely share it here on God's word, God's gift through his word, the late night talk series, which is okay with me because the more that we share, the more we can help somebody that is in need. So right now I'm going to leave a message from uh, Pastor Sutton and then I will close out with the songs and on tonight. I hope you guys will have a blessed night. I hope you guys will have an amazing tomorrow. And by the way, I will see you guys tomorrow. I'm going to be over with um, tomorrow. I'll probably do a, a night segment over on Guru's Guru. guru ugh, my tongue is so tied right now. Guru Lupus Warriors channel. So I'll probably do a segment over there and I'll probably be looking at um, the emotional power wheel of power and control and how I really went through some things with that. So we'll do that tomorrow over on her segment. I think I'll probably do maybe part one through four parts. Maybe I'll see how many can get over there. And so tomorrow night, um, just check out her station for, for that part. I'll probably do it tonight and send it over there. So yeah, I will see you guys not tomorrow night. So don't worry about Tuesday, but you can find it on Guru Lupus Warrior Station. And I will talk to you guys later. So enjoy this message from Pastor Sutton and also the two selections. You guys have a great and amazing night. And I will see you guys back either in the morning or Wednesday, Worship Wednesday. So I will talk to you guys later. Take care. Be blessed and stay safe. Praise the Lord. I am so moved by your passion and your dedication and your love of people. And I love the way you explained about being a husband and being a spouse. And there's only one question. If a husband should love his wife as Christ loved the church, we need to define that kind of love. It's not an emotional love, but it's a love of sacrifice, submission, sanctification, satisfaction, and surrender. So when husbands can love like that, they compel their wives to love them and respect them and do all the things that God has called them to do bless you. God bless Pastor Sutton.
girl Angie Ray. Thank you so much for calling in all the times that you call in. I really appreciate it. You are such a great friend, listener, uh, home girl. Thank you so much, and I appreciate it. And for those of you who are listening, make sure you tune into Tanika Drake. She got something to say, okay? On Anchor FM. Bye, boo.